What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Taylor Alexander over Zoom video. Taylor talks about being born and raised in the Atlanta, Georgia area and how they got into music. Taylor comes from a musical family. A lot of early musical influences came from the church and getting to know and singing the gospel songs. Through high school, Taylor used to write songs about people at their school, even making cover art, everything, putting the songs up on MySpace. They even tell us a story about one of the songs that Taylor wrote attracted attention of, of a particular person at the school, and this person threatened to sue Taylor if, if the song wasn't removed. In college is when Taylor took their songwriting a lot more seriously. That's also when they got really involved in performing drag. Taylor talked to us about putting out their first EP, Hologram, and all about this new record, 1993, which started out as a full album, COVID hits, then Taylor's able to kind of go through the songs and ends up weeding out some, which led to 1993 going from a full album to another EP, Body of Work. You can watch our interview with Taylor Alexander on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on either Spotify or Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Taylor Alexander. Cool. So this podcast is about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the record you have coming out on the 11th. Yes. yes Sweet. Yes. So uh, first off, talk to me about where were you born and raised? So I was born and raised in a small town called Griffin, Georgia. It's about an hour south of Atlanta. Um, raised there my entire life. Same house, same area of town. Uh, but I moved to Atlanta in 2011 to go to school. Oh, okay. And what about music? How did you get into music? Music has always been in my life. Uh, I come from like a musical family, not so much like instrumentation, but um, a lot of my family is in the church. And so every mm, single occasion okay. was gospel music, always around music. Uh, I started taking piano at seven and I didn't really start putting out music professionally, if that's what you would call it until about, 2015 when I like sat down and taught myself how to use like logic pro and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Wow. So you grew up in the church as far as you what singing the choir and everything within the church or it's interesting because like my family is heavily in the church, but like my immediate family, like my dad and my mom and my siblings, mm -hmm. we never really went to church. I was pretty much a heathen. Oh, so and, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You were the heathen or your, you said your other family members would go or no? Yeah. Just like my grandparents were like deacons and like heavily involved oh, in the church. My aunts okay. and uncles would always go, but like my immediate family would go Not every go. once in a while. But yeah, every okay. family function was just like singing around church music. Okay. Very, very cool. And uh, you said piano at seven. Mm -hmm. Did you, when did you start writing music? Um, I started writing music fairly young. I remember back in like, 
elementary school, like fourth grade, me and my friends would always make up these imaginary bands. And this was like early, like pop punk. So everything was inspired by like Fall Out Boy and (laughs) old school, well, later versions of No Doubt. So we would write songs that were literally just like skeleton songs of like Panic at the Disco, just taking the melody, but adding our own words. So that was kind of the beginning. Um, But I've been writing music. Um, since I was probably like in the fourth and fifth grade. Really? And so with those, with those bands that, that you, you would all put together, was it all just like, you know, fun, you know, hobby stuff, or when did it become something that you would present to other people? It was all fun and hobby. Um, I didn't really start sharing like my music with people until probably high school. And so around like high school, I was really inspired by like the Juno soundtrack and like Mm. the soundtrack of Nick and Nora's infinite playlist. And so I had like a old MP3 player that also could record stuff. And so I would like loop and layer my own vocals and like make terrible little songs about people in high school. And then I would play (laughs) it in class. And so that was kind of like my like namesake if you will for like the last two three years of high school is like taylor the person that like goes and makes music about people on their mp3 player um and positive I- songs or <laughs> <laughs> um sometimes positive songs always about like other people's experiences other people's like my friends crushes there was oh, okay. one time i made a terrible song about this girl and she tried to sue but she didn't really have the grounds to sue so wow <laughs> to sue to sue you yeah she oh, well, i'm curious song... on this song okay tell me about it i'm not gonna sue you i promise <laughs> so <laughs> the girl her name was elizabeth but i called the song elizabeth okay. and the cover art looked pretty much like her and this was like so you full on made a you made cover art for the, the song oh yeah I was oh, fully into wow. it because this was like still when like MySpace music was a thing. So okay. I would post the tracks online and for some reason I would get like 10,000 plays on this really terrible like little song that I did. And uh, she was like, I know it's about me. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like there's four other Elizabeths in our high school. So, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was an experience. <laughs> so you make these songs, make the cover art, everything and put them up onto MySpace and you st- you would get what you had uh, obviously a following there 10,000 plays on some of these songs. Yeah. I think the biggest one I have was like around 16,000 plays. I don't know how people found it, but I would like post something, wake up the next day would have like a thousand or 2000 plays. And then like a month later it would have this certain amount. And I mean, I still don't, yeah, I don't, unfortunately I like deleted my space cause it died. But um, you're right. <laughs> but I kind of wish I had. It like, did. Kept I, it. Should, I've been going. On, I was wondering why no one was responding to me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. From oh, from these songs you were creating in high school, then you you said you ended up going to college in Atlanta. Is that what you said? Yeah, I uh, okay. came here in 2011 to go to Georgia State University. Are you currently in? Are you in Atlanta now? I am. It's where I live. Yes. Oh, it's beautiful out. It is. It's finally spring, as I say. So I'm out here enjoying the weather. Yeah, I'm in Nashville and it's finally oh, nice. nice here, too. Like I went outside. and It was like 70 degrees. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's been like 30 <laughs> and under. <laughs> That's nice. great. So, OK, uh, what took you to school in Georgia? 
I came to Georgia State University as a psychology major. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a mistake. And so I switched to graphic design, but my mind was never in school. I was always like out at some like music show or a drag show or doing something else. So that's kind of where my mind was at when I went to school. And eventually I realized that I didn't really need a degree for what I wanted to do. So I dropped out a few times, but officially in like 2015, 2016. Okay. And so you, you were, you just knew that, that the path was not with what you were doing at, at college. What, at when all. did that moment happen? Like at what point do you say, yeah, I'm just going to give I'm, I'm doing this. And what was the exact, like, how, how did you kind of justify that as far as like, were you able to make more, like, I guess my question would be like, is it something that was lucrative to you where you, you could like actually stop going and you're making enough money to kind of survive or like how, how does that work and how did that kind of affect your decision? It just, I think it really just clicked over when I was like, probably 2014, 15, I had moved around Atlanta a few times and I was just always focused on like producing music shows or producing drag shows and performing Mm -hmm. in drag. And eventually just got to the point where like, I have no joy going to school. I'm not learning anything at the graphic design program. They don't teach you how to use the programs, just like tell you what's good art and what's bad art. And then all my professors were just like, yeah, I don't, you don't need a degree to do this. Like you shouldn't be here. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So instead of spending all these thousands of dollars every semester, I'm going to teach myself Photoshop, all the programs, and just do it on my own. So I've kind of been hustling ever since. And it's kind of just now kind of paying off, I would say. So when did the artist project start? Like actually writing your own music and kind of putting it out? That started in 2015. I had kind of produced a few events for some DIY venues in Atlanta. And I was just like, you know, it's time I have the space to learn and teach myself how to do like Logic Pro, how to record properly. And so I started putting out tracks on SoundCloud in like 2015. And uh, yeah. What was kind of the next uh, stepping stone from from the SoundCloud songs or did one of them blow up or like kind of how, how did your career progress? Yeah, so I started with like a few just like bedroom recordings uh, that I put on SoundCloud, like three of them, and they kind of like did okay. And then I started getting booked for like different shows around Atlanta. And then I put out a little small EP in 2017 called Noise. Um, And I had like kind of signed to like this indie label based out of Chicago called Futurehood. Mm-hmm. Um, that had kind of like distribution through like Red Bull Music. And so... Oh, wow. That's pretty yeah. huge. It was a fun little connection. But um, yeah, I think, I think my first song to really blow up the biggest would be like Nightwork, probably because it had like a really good music video and it premiered throughout magazines. So that's probably like... That was the first song that people were just like, oh, Taylor is serious about like making music. Mm-hmm. Um because I guess a lot of people know me as like a drag performer. Mm-hmm. And so they always think that drag music is going to be like, you know, yes, girl, kitty cat, come to the club. And my music was just like, I'm depressed. So it was very different for them. And mm-hmm. they, uh, I think that's when they started like taking me seriously. 
Okay. Did your music style change at all from those early early days to now? Yes. Uh, I was really into like, I'm still into house music, but that was like the main like sound of my music back in like 2017. And then I put out another EP in 2018 called Hologram. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of more 80s new wave, but also like hyper pop influenced. Um, and that was the first project that I like had multiple music videos for. That was the project that I did my first kind of major like Southern tour with. Um, and so it kind of just progressed from there. And even on to this you know, newer project that's coming out in 1993, the sound has also shifted because all of this music is is you know pretty much 80s pop like 80s mainstream pop new wave pop synth pop so mm-hmm. it keeps on changing with every project sure well after putting out you said hologram was the one that you started to do more what touring in the southern touring and mm-hmm. and uh what was that like as far as you know now you have this the next ep out like what was the jump in as far as that gave you the the ability to, I mean, you said that your video is premiered on a, on that magazine, but like, it sounds like the next video or the next record that came out, you had multiple videos for, and it was kind of more all in, in that sense too. Like, uh, like what was it just more, you know, drive and more momentum there and just playing more shows or like, how did you get to kind of the next level? Yeah, I would say that it was definitely playing a lot more shows. I, I think with, how night work was received and the kind of press that it got, especially locally. A lot of people started booking me at like, you know, venues that I never would have thought I would have been at before, like punk venues or like rock venues or like, you know, just kind of like exploring different areas. And um, I think the internet also helped with me kind of like pushing forward and doing more stuff. I would say Instagram really helped me like get my name out there regionally connected me with a lot of different people um but also just like the production value on my music and the songwriting I would say definitely improved mm-hmm. um it was definitely still like pop music but I just learned how to produce better you know I would sit and research how to properly produce music um and I got it professionally mixed and mastered so everything sounded very like clean and like uh you know, just like ready to be played. So Mm -hmm. I think I just like stepped up my game entirely when hologram dropped. And that was a, that was a really interesting like year because I dropped it in like November, 2018. And then surprisingly, like January, 2019, I opened up for King Princess. Wow. That's huge. That is like, "How how did you hear about me? And they were just like Instagram. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And then, um, on a run of shows or just uh how many how many shows were you able to open up for king princess it was just one it was still i mean uh, that's massive yeah i think actually how we got connected was i had before i dropped hologram i had done like a drag show opening for charlie xcx when she came to wow atlanta yeah she's like an icon of mine um but she was touring with Taylor Swift and she was she had just dropped like her pop two mixtape. Mm-hmm. And so she would do like after parties. And so she did one at like the venue that I played the most in the city. We were connected. And one of the other openers was Benafi uh, from uh-huh. Australia. And so, yeah, Benoffi, that was the reputation tour, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
And so then Benafi was opening up for King Princess and had reached out and connected us. So it's just a whole bunch of like networking and connecting. But uh, wow, yeah. that's incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> Did, was the drag shows uh, different than what you were doing as far as performing uh, under like Taylor Alexander as like a music project or did they kind of intertwine at all? Everything always like intertwines. I, I'm, I'm always in drag. I would say about like 90% of the time when I perform my music, mm-hmm. just because I think it just adds another quirky element to my stage persona. There's mm-hmm. no like different character or anything. It's literally just like me up there in drag singing. And uh, yeah, it's, it, it just always makes the situation kind of more fun and interesting. Sure. But like, are there shows that you're booked for that are just specifically like, okay, this is just going to be a drag show or this is happening. And then there's, oh, here's my show, but this, obviously you bring that element into it, but is that kind of a separate world world in that sense? There are definitely shows where it's just a music show. Like I'm not lip syncing. I'm not doing drag per se, Uh Um, but I'm still like physically like garment wise and costume wise like in drag mm-hmm. so i'll do like a 30 minute music set just fully in drag no lip syncing no real hosting just performing mm-hmm. um, and then there are some places where i only do drag where i'm lip syncing to music because their sound systems aren't that great so like every every single spot has its own like request of what they want from me so like i have my music gigs i have my drag gigs i even have like my dj gigs which i do now so oh wow yeah. that is amazing And being a performer and spending so much time, you know, on stage and and that sounds like it's a big part of who you are and, and, and what you're doing. How did that, how, I mean, obviously it was definitely affected in 2020 when everything shut down, but did that allow more time for you to focus on this project that's coming out or how, I mean, tell me about that as far as like getting it, everything stopping and how did that affect you directly? Yeah, 2020 was an interesting year because the project that I'm about to release, 1993, was originally supposed to come out in 2020 as an album. Uh, I had already had like a whole cross-country tour planned. I had all these things lined up, music video shoots. And by like July of that year, it was just apparent, like, I'm not going to be able to, to tour behind this project, which... I'm not the kind of artist that just like likes uploading stuff for like streams and stuff. Like I want to like be able to perform my music. Mm-hmm. Um, so the album sat with me for a while. And then eventually I just like, you know, fell out of love with some of the songs. I think once you sit with something long enough, it's just like you start to just like not care about some aspects of it. <laughs> so it definitely gave me time to like sit and be like, you know what? I don't need to, this doesn't need to be like a debut album. It can be a quick little EP. And so it gave oh, me interesting. more time. So you to ended like, up, you ended up like dropping some of the songs. Yeah, I did. Cause I had, um, I had released one in February of 2020 before everything shut down, just as like mm-hmm. a little taste test. And that went really well. Uh, it was called Romeo. Um, and then I dropped another one, say what you mean in June of 2020. And then by July, it was just like, I couldn't tour. So I would say, over 2020 and 2021, I dropped about like three or four songs because it's supposed to be like a 10 song album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just, they just felt redundant, like not necessary. And also just like I try to imagine 
me like performing them live. And I was like, I don't want to even like sing these live anymore. So. Oh, that's interesting. So sitting with them for a long time almost gave, yeah, it gave you a different perspective on the songs and the sound. And that's really interesting to think about what it, it could have went another way, right? Just put out the record and then you had a tour scheduled and I wonder what that would have looked like. And, (laughs) but it sounds like you made the right decision. Yeah. When you're (laughs) like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and do these, these, these songs. Yeah. Just drop it and get it out the way. So I think, I think I made the right decision. I think what the project is right now is quick and concise and like a perfect little like time capsule of like, all those years that I spent working on it, which was like mm-hmm. 2018 to like, I guess like a few months ago. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And uh, I would imagine you're going to be playing the record out. What about that tour? Did you have a chance to reschedule any of that? Yeah. So it's just been shortened to a like eight stop uh, Southern tour. So it's uh, Atlanta, Athens, Columbia, South Carolina, Charlotte, Durham, Asheville, North Carolina, some places in Florida and then New Orleans. Wow. Just a quick little tour just to get back out on the road, get these songs out and just kind of like give this EP the, the attention it deserves before I move Mm -hmm. on to the the next project. So are you, are you working on the next project already? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Figured. Yeah. It's uh, it's coming along, but um, I'm just trying to like take my time with this tour just to be like, you know, cause at one point this, you know, this EP was an album and it was like going to be my official debut album, but the pandemic mm-hmm. just, you know, completely like changed my perception of it. So I'm taking my time on the next project, even though I'm already like in some mixing and mastering sessions for it. But wow. Yeah. It's a, I like to stay busy. <laughs> sure. Do you have any, uh, do you want it to be a record? Like, do you have a, preference if it's an album again or an another your first debut album or if it's going to be a different project i think it's definitely going to be a debut album just the way that i'm envisioning it right now Um, okay it is the first time that like i've written out like a whole bunch of songs usually sometimes when i work it's like i'll get a beat i'll make a beat and then i'll just like add lyrics to it later on and kind of let it go from there this is the first time i've like written out like 12 14 songs and now it's just like focusing on like production and then going from there so i mean yeah i'm I'm trying something different taking my time working with some some new people that i i usually don't work with i mainly work by myself i write all my songs i produce everything and then i have a a friend who mixes and masters but now i'm just trying to change up the, the the music sonically Mm-hmm. So uh, working with a whole bunch of new people and enjoy instrumentation for the first oh, time. Oh, so, wow, yeah. wow, wow. Do you enjoy working like the collaborative effort or how was that the first time you did it? It's it's interesting. I'm a control freak. So <laughs> it's just like if I hear somebody like say like, oh, I'm going to lay down this like this bass line or like put some drums to this. And I'm just like, no, it needs to be specifically like this. I'll send over like a whole like list of references. Like this is the energy and vibe that we're going for. Um, so I'm a little bit controlling, but I do like to collaborate with people because I think you get more well-rounded music when you collaborate. I don't know when it's all just one person, it sounds very just like singular, which can be fun, but I prefer sometimes to collaborate. Right on. Um, and what are you most excited about? The record's coming out in a week from Friday, I believe. Yeah, it is. I, I'm just excited for people to hear 
I guess just like just to see a different side of me, this record's a little bit more, I wouldn't say down tempo, but it's it's a little bit more meditative than like my previous project, Hologram, which was more mm-hmm. like upbeat and kind of like uh, electronic and kind of like energetic. This one's a little bit more, you know, subdued just because it's about like, you know, being a working artist, being, you know, in a city that's always changing. Uh, it's about mental health and, you know, kind of like going through a lot of stuff over the past four years. Like I started this project like a few months before my last one came out, Hologram. And in that time, like I went from like doing a little tour of the South and then I lost two of my friends. And then, oh wow, yeah, it was August 2018 is when I started this project. And that was the same month that I opened for Charlie and then also lost two friends and then also went back out on the road. So, oh, wow. Was, what a like roller coaster month. of, of emotions in that month. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to give this, this project the, the life it deserves. Here's some, you know, I want to, I want to like get back on the road and like see people like bopping to my music. So yeah, it's just a, a chapter in this long book of, my career mm-hmm. very exciting and i appreciate your time this has been awesome i have one more quick question for you i want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists Ooh. Hmm. my advice for aspiring artists is do it yourself I I truly believe in like a DIY spirit through everything. I think a lot of people think, oh, I have to have other people do this for me or like, you know, I have to outsource all these things. I think you learn so much about your creativity and your craft when you, you know, sit down and say, all right, I don't know how to produce. Let me figure out how to do this. I don't know how to do this part of my, you know, artistic career. Let me like sit down and learn it. So yeah, I think a DIY approach is always like, going to be helpful in the end.